Nu? These are short shiurim. They're going to be very dense. And over the over the course of the weeks and the months and some of the years, I intend on once I made up my mind that we're going to talk about this, we're going to be talking about a lot. So you're going to be getting a lot of pages. So try to keep a folder of some sort where you'll have these pages, and there won't be an Indian each time. They're looking inside here, or in the safe, or in Seamus or something. So to keep to keep the uh, to keep the pages. The 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 shiurim for this chabura of Yosef Atzadik, Kedushas Yisrael, call it whatever name. The shiurim are going to be divided into three sugyas. Hamashal shem lechakedusha. Three three sugyas, because it's not possible. It's not possible to learn this Indian. I believe it's not possible to learn this Indian without addressing these three, these three nakudas. The first, we need to understand in a very deep way, what is it that's taking place in the heart and in the mind and the soul? Avabamitzvah in Tavshin Ayavav. Really, it's beginning earlier. It used to be by mitzvah, but we could say now 10, 11, 12, with the exposure, and by the way, as you know, there's no difference anymore, whether it's Williamsburg or Meir Sharm, or whether it's the Five Towns, or whether it's someplace, you know, uh, in New Jersey or Long Island, wherever you are. It's different. Things are just different. What's going on in the heart of the child? What is the child who's now in that strange, strange time of his life where he's moving from being a little boy to an adolescent to a young man. What are his fears? What are the things that he's struggling with? We have to try to understand the world of, of that world of our children, of our grandchildren. The, I'm referring to, of course, not the world that they're living in. We know that too well. I'm talking about the ilam haknimi, the inner world of the of the adolescent, because only the Torah truly understands that. The Torah understands what's the etzem nefesh, what's the mahus of a Jewish child, of a Jewish boy, and a Jewish girl. But we're speaking here mostly about the boys. Only the Torah understands that, and therefore, it's our responsibility. To, it's our responsibility to learn this sugya, this mysterious sugya of who are these? Who are these little boys that are now growing into young men? According to the way the Torah understands the Edelkeit of the depth, the sweetness of what a Jewish child is, we have to try to understand how to make a kesha, how to connect to make a kesha on a deep level with the boy, with the child growing up over the years during this tkufa that he's going through, which is a difficult, difficult tkufa. That's Aleph. So we're going to spend some time working on that sugi of understanding the child. By way of that, of course, we can understand more about ourselves in Mitzvah. 
It sounds less threatening when I say we're just going to talk about the, the kids. We're going to be talking about ourselves also. But about that particular time in life, the time of puberty, the time of growing up, how does the Torah look at that time? Aleph, Bez. We're going to try to understand the nature of what is commonly called the Yetzirah. Mechlal, in general, the Teva, the Koach, the unbelievable Koach of the Yetzirah, what that is, specifically regarding the Indian of sexuality. <coughs> According to the Torah, to understand from the perspective of the one who created us with the Eight Sahara. That's what the Torah teaches us. Not what they say in the street, not what's in the, what we read in some books, but what does the Torah say? What does Hashem, Hashem created us, He knows how we work. And then to understand why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do this? And what does He want of us? Especially in 2016, Tavshin what does Hashem want of us? The one who created us, who knows us, what does He want of us? And what is the, what is the neshek? What, what, what are the weapons that Hashem has given us in order to contend with the Yetzirah of Tavshin Ayin Vav? What are the weapons that Hashem has given us that has, the weapons that, that He was, that He planted within us to contend with this as it is now in our days? And finally, the third, the third part of our Shiurim is to try to understand what is the Torah's way of looking at a child, an adolescent, an adult, who has failed, either failed mildly or failed miserably to guard the risk, to be able to live a life of Kedusha. How does the Torah look at such a person? And what are the aitzes, what is the advice that the Torah gives to pull oneself up and out? of that misery, of having failed over the days and the months and the years, and that Indian of Kedusha's Abris, how to be mischazek, how to be misroimim, how to be mechazek our children, and our grandchildren, how to make them into greater people and greater Jews because of the tsaras, because of the Yisurim, because of their failures, and all of their Nisiyanis and their tests. That's the, third, that's the third area that we're going to be talking about. It's, uh, I've given this a lot of thought, and it's definitely Kedai that in the beginning I wasn't sure that we would actually tape it or if we would, but I, th- I think it's Kedai because not everybody can come, obviously, to every Shia. But there's a Hemshech, there's a Hemshech, there's a Seder that, uh, that needs to be followed, and, and with the recordings it's possible to keep up with the Hemshech for those who uh, feel, if, they, if they're learning a little bit, they feel it's something that, that is, uh, that, speaks to them and that they could that they could grow from. That's the whole tachlis of this. In short, when I said before, Mishal Shem Mishal Kedusha, that this Kedusha that we're talking about has three parts to it, there's one word that sums up all that we're going to be learning. And it's, the word is Yisod. Yisod. Yisod, as you know, is one of the Midas. Chesed, Gvurit, Teferis, Netzachoid, and Yisod. In English, it's translated as foundation. It doesn't mean anything, the English word. But Yisod, the Midah of Yisod. 
every single shear, every single word that we're going to be talking about, everything, everything is going to be to explain this wondrous midah that Hashem not only used in creation, but but exists in every moment of our lives. The midah of Yisod. It's a very, very, very deep sugya. Many things in our lives depend upon Yisod. Yisod is the is the gate, is the entrance into all of our Hashem. That if a person had ever, ever once in his life a little bit of a dream that maybe one day I could be a tzaddik, I could be an elachiyid. Yisod is the entrance, is the gateway into becoming a tzaddik. You know, it's interesting. When you look at all of the other Midas, we don't find Kedushas Achesed, Kedushas Hagvur, Kedushas Teferis. We only find Kedushas Hayasid. Kedusha. Davka, when it comes to the Midah of Yisai, Kedusha Sayyasai, our ability to be Mizgaber, to be able to fight against the impulses that threaten to destroy us, the ability of our little boys, Lhit Bager, his Gaber is the same letters as the word his Bager. And what does it mean, his Bager? To mature. Our ability to communicate with our children and with each other and with Hashem, His kashus, the former Kesha. Our ability to find Kedusha in our lives, with our wives, with our children and our families. And our ability to experience what we're all looking for, which is Simcha Sachaim, happiness. Or as they were Latzadik, Leiv Simcha. Pasuk is telling us that the key to simcha, the key to joy, is this midah, or is zeruah latzadik, is the midah of Yosef atzadik, uli yishrei leiv simcha, is the key to simcha, is the key to all of our happiness. The world has never ever been as comfortable as it is now, and the world has never been as sad. We're living in the, in the kingdom of sadness. We're surrounded by sadness and depression. Without without the midah of Yosef at Sadiq, without Sadiq Yisod Olam, it's not possible for a person to have true joy. It's impossible to have true joy. Not that it's difficult. It's not possible to have true joy without the midah of Yosef at Sadiq. Therefore, we see that the entire redemption of Am Yisrael, the gula of Am Yisrael, the redemption as a people, and the redemption of each one of us as individuals depends on our working, on our being in this sugya of Yosef HaTzadik. And that's what we see. Just not yesterday, but by Parshat B'Shalach, we see, we saw, that the gula could not take place unless Moshe Rabbeinu, unless Am Yisrael would travel together with the Atzmas Yosef, right? We couldn't leave Egypt. We could not get out of that mess unless we took Yosef at Tzadik with us. Ms. Chazal say on the Pasuk in, in Halal and Tilim, Hayom Ra'ov Yonos, the ocean saw, the Yonos and the, and the waters divided, 
Hayom Rav Yonis Chazal ask Umar Rav, what did the ocean see? What caused the ocean to divide? Aroina Yishal Yosef Rav. So everybody knows, Chazal say that the reason that the, ultimately, the reason that the, that the ocean divided, and that Am Yisrael was able to cross out <coughs> of Golis, away from that darkness, and, and head towards Yerushalayim, the only way that was possible was because the waters retreated before the bones of Yosef HaTzadik. The waters could not stand in the way of Yosef HaTzadik. That's how the Gula took place then, and that's how the Gula will take place now. We see this b'chush, we see this mamish before our eyes. The ocean that we're living in, there's only one way to split the waters for ourselves and for our children and for our grandchildren to be able to walk safely through the waters of this world, of the Mayim Rabbim that those waters should not extinguish the love that Am Yisrael has for Hashem, that we should be able to make our way through to get to the end zone, to get to Yerushalayim. The same way back then, it depended upon Atzmas Yosef. It depended upon Yosef HaTzadik and the Kedushas HaYisod. Only if, only if we ourselves take hold of the Atzmas Yosef, if we hold on to the Oren of Yosef HaTzadik, if we hold on to that, uh, of that, to, the, to that world of Yosef Etzadik, only then is it possible, Oloi, Nalev, Yerashnal only then is it possible to get to Yerushalayim. This is what we're being tested with in our generation. The whole in of the internet, of the technology, and, and all the Nisyanists that, that, that we're living with now, that there were never ever such Nisyanists to such a degree <coughs> as there are now in Davke, in this Midah of Yisod. All of this is our ticket out of Golas, for the individual of his own personal Golas, and unhappiness, and depression, anxiety, confusion. Atzmas Yosef. I mentioned yesterday we learned, Shalashudas, we learned a little tire from the Divya Muna, from the Rabbi from Taldas Aaron's Yelena, where we see that the whole Hakdom, the Kabbalah Satorism, remember? Those who hear about Shalashudas. And the Rebbe explained that there are two conditions that are necessary in order to, in order to leave Golas. And there, there are two avodas that this generation, which is the final generation, must struggle with and to the best of our, abil- uh, our ability to perfect. Emuna and Yisod. When the order of the spheres, Kedusha Umalchus, right? Yisod and Malchus. Malchus is Amuna. Yisod is Yosef Atzadim. Mishiach ben Yosef and Mishiach ben Dovid is Yisod and Malchus. That's what we have to work on. That's what Hashem left in the hands of the last generation. Yisod and Malchus. Therefore, before the Torah was given, Hashem said to us, I'm just repeating what we learned last night from the Divya Amuna. If you listen to my voice, the words of Anochi Hashem Lekech, which means we have to work on Amuna, Amuna, Amuna. The avod of our generation is Amuna, to infuse ourselves, our children, our grandchildren, every Jew that we meet, everywhere we go, Amuna, Amuna. Malchus, that's Malchus, Amuna. Ushmatim is brisi. Ushmatim is brisi, and how to guard the bris. Shmir Sabris, Yosef Atzadik. What's the Indian of Shmir Sabris? How do we do that? Therefore, all that we're going to be talking about is the Midah of Yesod. Sometimes I'll say it more befeirish, 
and sometimes I won't. But it's everything is about the Mida of Yisod. Over the coming years of Mitzvah of this Limud, it's all going to be about the Mida of Yisod, something that we were never ever taught growing up in Yeshiva, and most of our fathers never spoke to us about. Everything that's happening in the world is about Yisod and Malchus, Shmir Sabris and Amuna. The world is shaking right now, not just the Jewish world. The entire world is shaking. The entire world is 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 is, is mamish trembling from these two things, faith and kedusha. Emuna, David Amalek, David Amalek, Vikshus Hashem Lekayim as David Malcolm. Before Mashiach comes, we're seeking to connect to David Amalek, which is Emuna, which is Davening, which is Malchus. Emuna, Shemot Tishmu Bekayli. And the whole world is shaking from this Indian of bris, of, of Tumas Abris, and, and the suffering of this, that goes on in this Indian. So there's, a, there's an expression that Jews have. Uh, we have a lot of depressing Lashonis uh, that came into our vocabulary over the years of Golas. One of the most popular ones. And of course, it's only really captured properly in the Mamalash, but everybody knows this one. It's Kleine Kinder, Kleine Tsaras, Goise Kinder, Goise Tsaras. Everybody knows that. Little children, little Tsaras. Big children, big Tsaras. That's, that's part of our vocabulary. Kleine Kinder, Kleine Tsaras, Goise Kinder, Goise Tsaras. Now, that saying, like all of our authentic. Pitgamim sayings. It's not talking about the objective reality of a particular family that's going through a hard time with their teenager. Although they certainly uh, they certainly uh, refer to that saying, but that's not the, that's not what really what what really that's talking about is a subjective feeling that all parents and all rebellion, all parents and all teachers know firsthand. Trying to raise children in our time when they go through that time when they're little and everything is sweet they're mischievous and they're difficult they take yikishkas out because of klinikite because of narishkite but then something happens all of a sudden something changes we're going to talk a lot about that over the next few weeks but to begin with what what we see is that from both sides. <coughs> as far as the Na'arim are concerned, and the word Na'ar is very, very important. We're going to talk a lot about the word Na'ar, what that means. As far as the Na'arim, the children, the boys are concerned, they go through a Tkufa, they are going through a period of time in their life when they're trying to build up within themselves a sense of self, a feeling of their own identity, to try to find out, who am I? <coughs> who am I? And as part of that binion of the self, the most natural instinct is then is for them to feel, begin to feel in a very clear way, I'm not sure who I am, but I'm not them. I mean, I'm not my folks. I'm not my parents. i got to find myself. They don't know how to articulate any of that. They don't know what that means. But there's a very strong feeling in the children that... I have to find myself, and, and the first thing they, the first step that they take in finding themselves is to separate themselves from their parents. 
So you could forget about little little uh, cute things that they used to be between you and the kid. All of a sudden, the kid starts to look at you like you're a foreigner, like you're somebody that's outside. To his friends, he'll talk about all of the things that's on his mind. And when it comes to his parents, when it comes to his parents, many, many, not, of course, it's not klal, the kids are different, but to one degree or another, many, many, many of the boys, the klal do not want to talk to their parents, especially the fathers, about things that are going on in a more intimate and personal way. They don't want to talk to their fathers about this. They don't want to, they're afraid, first of all. Many of them are afraid that their fathers are going to look down on them. If they talk about tyrus that they started to have, they start to notice girls or women, thoughts that they're beginning to have they've never thought about, all of a sudden their eyes open up and they see something on the street, and sometimes they're, and they're feeling things taking place in their body, and and they're often afraid that this is dirty, this is ugly, especially the, the conversations that they've picked up on, and they're afraid. Stam, they, they feel more of a distance from their parents, particularly their fathers. And and in addition to that, they're worried that, that they're going to be looked down upon by their fathers, and the child <coughs> desperately wants his father to look up to him. So they're worried that they're going to be looked down upon by us, that they might even be punished by us. And one thing that's clear to them is that we're certainly not going to understand. Like Kilo, we never went through it. And you'll try to say to your son, Yankee, Maishi, Dovi, whatever his name is, you know, I, I, I went through that myself. You could talk to me. And, and they don't believe that. And you can say, you know what? I, I, I was once a kid. And you, I can even show you pictures. I can prove it. That, that I, I was a kid. And I, I was also 12 years old. I was also 13 years old. Yeah, but not like me. You, you know, you were, in, you were in those days, like, you know, of the... You were in the days of of Avmavina or something, you know. You're not. You weren't. You're not in in, in, our, in my time. You don't understand what what I'm going through, what I'm living through. So you can't understand me. That's me. the kids. The kids are not talking to their parents about this stuff. Again, girls, in general, are much more open and verbal. Boys, I can't count the amount of times that I've had parents who have cried to me about how my my son, who was so talkative and was would, would make us crazy, telling us everything that was happening in his life and everything that his little brain was buzzing about, he would share with us. All of a sudden, silence. Still, not a word. The kid doesn't talk to us anymore. He's shusking with his friends all the time. He's hanging out with his friends. I asked the kid, how's Yeshiva? Okay. How's, uh, how's uh, life in general? Okay. Um, you happy? All right. If you can get more than a syllable, it's already the parents already make a whole record, right? <laughs> if the kid will say more than a syllable, <coughs> it'll say a complete sentence. He's candidate for Mashiach Tzakein. If the kid will finish a sentence at that age, again, there are yaitzim and haklal, but the klal is what I'm talking about. There are yaitzim and haklal. That's mitzad the kids. Mitzad the ovis, mitzad the parents... We're pretty bad at opening up these conversations. Either we avoid it altogether, as I mentioned last time we had the Shia, the first Shia. We don't really know what to say. The kid does not seem at all interested in having any kind of a deep personal conversation with me. If I talk to him about a ball game, 
if I talk to him about, like, you know, Donald Trump or something, and he heard that there's this uh, maneuver that's uh, running for president or something, so maybe, so maybe he'll get excited, you know, he'll talk to you about that. You can get him interested in things about Palestinians and, and Israelis, stuff like that he'll talk about. But oy vavoy, if you step upon that inner life of the kid, like, have you been thinking differently about things lately? Did you notice anything on your body to talk about such a thing? First of all, the fathers, for the most part, maybe not Balichuvitz, because they grew up with less uh, barriers, but certainly by those who were raised in from homes, these are things that we feel totally uncomfortable and, 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 and we feel um, enabled and just not, we're not up to speaking about these things. Part of the difficulty, also in all honesty, part of the difficulty comes from the, um, the, the um, reality that you and I as adults have to face about unfinished business of our own some guilt, some imperfections that we haven't uh, ever really uh, gotten back to. And in some ways, in many cases, have gotten worse over the years. Even though everybody thought that they were going to get married, that they were going to become Yosef at Sadiq after the Chasna, it's not true. In most cases, it's not true. So having a conversation like that with your son means having to face your own imperfections, having to face your own failures, looking at yourself as being a 30, 40, 50-year-old person who is uh, far from Yosef Atzadik. And since we try to be honest and sincere Jews, we feel the hypocrisy in having these conversations with our children. So we simply don't know what to do. Now what happens as a result of this um, silence, im hacharesh tacharishi, you know, we're coming to Purim, Purim Cotton, so we, we remain silent and we assume it'll be okay. Revach v'hatzala yamali yehudim imokam acher. Zayngit. Revach v'hatzala yamali yehudim imokam acher. Somebody will help him out somewhere. You know? And if it costs me, it costs me $300 an hour, it's getting more expensive, I'll, uh, you know, if I have to, I guess I'll come up with the money. You know? Revach v'hatzala yamali yehudim imokam acher. But what the Bernstein is saying to each and every one of us, he got Lamalchus. He got Lamalchus. Who knows? Do you realize that it's time to talk about Yisod? Because he got Lamalchus, because we have to bring our children to a place of Malchus, and we have to bring our children to have a Muna, to Malchus, to have a Muna, to have belief in God, and they're not able to learn the Blad Gemara. They're having trouble with the Pasuk, they're having trouble with their davening because of Yisod. We can't afford to be silent because what's going to happen and what happens, I mentioned this last time, one of the qualities that children have, which is a very healthy thing that I said, we have another five minutes, so that's okay. I hope so, you'll be Michael. One of, the, one of the natural qualities that children have, which is very, very good and very healthy, but it makes us crazy, is curiosity. Sakranut, it's called in modern Hebrew. Children by Beteva, a healthy child is very, very curious about everything, about everything. Most of the children have heard conversations that the parents never ever dreamt that the, that the children are listening to. To be very careful, very careful. There's a kid that told me that he was listening to his parents through the vent in his room. And he was telling me shocking things to him 
I wasn't shocked. I mean, but the shocking things to him that his parents were talking about, about him, and things that they were saying to each other, that he was listening to night after night through the event. And I follow a kid had. Imagine such a thing. They're listening. They're very curious children. And, and what happens to them is that the combination of curiosity with very fertile imagination, because they have ter- terrific imagination, that's what makes them so beautiful. They have Koch Adimian, the Koch is very strong. As we grow older, unfortunately, we lose a lot of that, but children have very, very powerful demyonis, powerful imagination. So what happens is that if we don't talk to them, if we don't begin to work on the midah of Yisod in terms of making a kesher with a kid, their curiosity is going to is going to bring them to find out about these things in, in different ways, and their imagination is going to is going to create monsters that don't have to be there to to hurt them. The curiosity that they have and their imagination is going to bring them more and more to the chevra, to the guy, that guy on the bus that everybody likes to talk to, to the uh, to the stuff on the internet. Look at the netziv that you have in front of you. And we'll end with this. It'll take three minutes. <coughs> Growing up, I found that the Hamikdavah, the Nitziv, is a literal treasure, a treasure, mamish, a treasure of such unbelievable psychological insight that he tucks into like a pshat in the pasuk, and if you, if you don't stop and, and look at it a second or third time, you'll miss it. The Hamikdavah is mamish, and it's simple. It seems simple, so you could you could you could lose it. So here, it's talking about the pasuk. Of course, is 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 in Mitzorah. Vedaber Hashem on top is the pasuk. Vedaber Hashem on Moshe. Well, Aaron Leimer. Darbel Bnei Yisrael. Amata Leim. Ish Ish. Ki Ezov Mitzorah. Ezov Aitamehu. Okay, so the Torah is talking about this disgusting stuff that the body. Something's coming out of the body. Some weird thing is coming out of the body. Zov. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday, uh, in the Shir last night, actually, that these are parashies, the Chazal call Shcheres, you know, they're dark parashies. They talk about um, unpleasant things. Unpleasant things, weird things that happen to the body. That's what the parashies are talking about. Strange things that the body goes through. Much of these things, many of these things, are connected to sexual and yonah, but things that happen to the body. So what the Nesiv points out is that it's interesting how the Pasuk uses the Dabro Bnei Yisrael v'amarata aleihem, v'amarata aleihem, v'amartem aleihem. And you shall say to them, ish ish ki yezov mi b'sar. And the Nitziv is wondering, why not the usual formula of Yedabra Hashem HaRishalem, you know, or even with Aaron? Why this v'amartem aleihem? Look inside the Nitziv. V'amartem aleihem, you see it? It's highlighted. V'amartem aleihem. K'ran is bo b'resh ha'sei filoshen v'amartem aleihem. At the beginning of Vayikra, the Nitziv proves at the beginning of Vayikra that that Nusuch of Amarta Lehem is referring to Tarish Balta, to the Halachas, to the Dinim, all the, all the ins and outs of the Halachas, all of the details of Halacha, the Shiurim that Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron that they gave of Tarish Balta that we don't have in front of us, the Shiurim, Tarish Balta. 
v'hinei lo matzina b'chol parashiyas shabbatayra zehaloshen v'amartem alayhem. So the Tziv, the Tziv points out that if you look in all of the parashiyas of Chomish, we don't find v'amartem alayhem, in the plural, v'amartem alayhem, v'ak dabru al b'nei Yisrael alayhem. That we have, that Hashem says to Moshe Aaron, dabru al b'nei Yisrael, dabru al b'nei Yisrael alayhem. Now, the difference is as follows. Shibiro Dabru, the classic Nosok that's everywhere in Chomish, the Nisiv says, Shibiro Shagam Aaron Yidabru Isaha Parashabal Peb is Zahaloshan Shomamoshna. Dabru is that Aaron would say over Tarashibhsav would say over the exact parasha of Chomish. Which the Nisiv shows us at the beginning of a Yikwikal, you'll see you take a look when you get home. That's that's Dibur. And of course throughout throughout um Throughout Chumash, uh, that we find Dabru el bnei Yisrael, that he should say that 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 Aaron should go into Chazar over the the parasha, Chumash, the Chazar over the parasha with bnei Yisrael. Avav amartem alehem, vaamartem alehem. Shu halachis the mishnayis, the whole shear, all the details, the halachis, the mishnayis, teresh why does Davki here with Mitzayr, with Zav, with this stuff, with the body? Why Davki over here does Hashem Yisbach say to Moshe Ben Aaron that not only do I want Aaron at this point to say over the, the Pasuk and Chomish, but Vamartem, I want it to go. Of course, as I say, the Mishnah of the Gemara says, Nair, and of how Tarish Baba we taught four times to be Chazid. But here it says, Beferish and Chumash, not talking about a Bryce and Erevin. Where Hashem's Baruch says that regarding this matter of Zav, of the stuff that goes on with the body, here, Vamartem Aleihem. I want Aaron also to go and to give this Shirim in Tarshavalpa. Why is that necessary? Every Rebbe has to learn all the Mishnahis and Teresh Balpeh. We don't have it anywhere else in Chumash. Ella, listen to what he says in the Tziv. Because the Bonishal knows that Jews get very uncomfortable when it comes to talking about stuff like this. Ziva and Kerry. When it comes to talking about these weird things with the body and sexuality, everybody becomes, even people are not so firm, it's interesting, even people who will leave an occasional button open or will, uh, you know, will go into the pool with the, with the chavusa, even those, I mean with the uh, chavita, yeah, even, even those people, when it comes to talking about these inyanim, especially with kids, they leave it up to, they leave it up to uh, You'll get it someplace. So listen, so the Sib says, It's hard. It's hard. We're, we're, we're by nature, Jews are modest people. We're modest people. And, and we're Tzanua. By nature, we're Tzanua. Jews are Tzanua. And even people who are not necessarily so sneezdic in how they dress because they didn't learn whatever and they don't know so much. But they're snu and badsim. They're, they're, they're modest people. So it's kosh ladabe binyani ziva v'keri shubei vari hazera that we're talking about all of a sudden about that part of the body and the things that happen with that. 
Like the Rambam says, we don't even have words in Lashon HaKadosh. That's why the Rambam says it's called Lashon HaKadosh. You know that. There are no specific words for the Eivari Hamin, for those parts of the body. It's always words that are borrowed, from, that mean something else, and could also be used to mean that. So you'll have the word prosdor. So a kid will say, what does this have to do with being in a hallway? What's that prosdor? Cheder. Room? What is the hotel? I thought this was biology. We don't have words. Dubanishlam is sotsanua. Jews are sotsanua. Lashon HaKadosh doesn't even have words for these things. So we're uncomfortable. And we don't, we're afraid to talk about things, that you start to think about things. Therefore, the Nesiv explains that we might think that, what, that, that it's better not to talk about these things, that we shouldn't talk about these in Yonim, so much, we should talk less. To learn less about these things. Therefore, we'll suffice with the big Shia, the Shia Klali. Moshe Ben spoke about it one time. Everybody's ears got red, right? All of Klaiyasa was a yik, 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 it's yiki stuff. Everybody's ears got red. It's enough to have one big Shia, the Shia Klali, on all the inyanim of of this sugya of Yosef and Sadiq. One big shear. Shalayoivdom Yisrael. So the Torah shouldn't be lost. We have to know. The halacha. But after that, everybody is just shushking, right? No, no more. We're not talking about it. You might think that there's no Indian to what? There's no Indian to steig in these Indian to learn. These in Yonah Ba'aymek, the Sugya of Yisod. There's no Indian like that. Kemitzvah's Talmud Torah. Shehema lemitzvah, filu bli toeles, lemaisi lishir. Because we know every other part of, of Torah, even if it's not practical, even if it's irrelevant, you still, it's a tremendous thing to learn everything in Torah. Now, what's fascinating is, Davka, this area of Torah, which is the most relevant, it, it's with us every moment of our lives. We might be uncomfortable learning Ba'aymek and talking about it and certainly speaking to our children about, the Nitziv says, that's why Davki here, the Torah says, Va'amartem Aleihem. Shagam Aaron Yelamed in Yisrael, ach shekvar limdu Moshe b'seidah ha-mishnah kimenogu. The Torah goes out of the way and says, Davki here, we want, not only, not only is there going to be a Shia Klali from Moshe Rabbeinu, we want big Chazor Davki here. And Aaron Akarim Davki. You might think that we're just going to have that one Shia and we're going to leave it. No. Davki in, this, in these Inyanim that we naturally, we naturally would stay away from talking about, we have to talk about. Vuhadin, look how he ends. Vuhadin, kol rav letalmidov. Kol rav letalmidov. Which, of course, with many of the Rebbein, we'd rather than that. They not do that because... But kol rav letalmidov. Umishum shebe'emes belimud ha-tayra. Ein yoytzei ra. Because it's Torah. I mean, you're learning Torah in depth. No bad will come from it. It's a beloved deer, and in inspiring, it inspires chain. You see, the problem is that we're silent in this area, and by we're giving over a very, very terrible message to our children. I'll end with this. I'm sorry I took you a few minutes over. We're giving over a terrible message to the children. 
<coughs> every single Marv we say, Ki heim chayenu varachim enu vehem negyom velaylam. And there are yeshivas that are, we have one wonderful yeshiva right here in the neighborhood. It's called Teres Chaim. South Shore. Beautiful yeshiva. Teres is a Teres Chaim. It's a Teres of life. And then Davka, when it comes to an area of life that affects everyone's life, that if it's not dealt with, can cause that life to, to become perverse and sick and distorted. So with children, we'll tell them, for Heid Bismarck, we'll talk about Hilchus Kashus, Hilchus Shabbos. And we'll talk about, there's a Moktza Machnus Mies, and there's a Klisha Machtel Issa, Klisha Machtel Issa Lehet. And we'll talk to the Batshnaim Ochsim Metalis. And there's a Chazaka like this, and there's a Rav like that. And we'll learn with them all of these halachas. But the one thing in their life, that from their earliest time, from when they're little boys, that they recognize as being my life, all of a sudden, not a word. And what they begin to pick up is that the Torah is irrelevant. The Torah doesn't speak to my life. And therefore, the stuff that I'm going to hear in, in Bav Mitzim, Bav Akama, Allah has come of a comment. What does it have to do with me? The one thing in my life where I needed the Torah to talk to me, it never said a word to me. Davke, in the area of my life where I felt life, and I, I felt that I needed Hashem to help me, well, Hashem let me down. God forbid. The Torah let me down. There the Torah has nothing to say. My Rebbe never spoke to me about it. My father never spoke to me about it. Who spoke to me about it? The idiot on the bus, right? Or the, or the guy in the, on, the, on the television, on the, on the uh, iPhone, spoke to me about it. So they begin to pick up at an early age one thing that's very clear. The Torah is Nishtal Lebedeke Torah. It's not a living Torah. It's not a Torah sky. It's fancy, beautiful, interesting ideas, but it's not talking to me. <clears throat> Because the only thing the kid understands at that age is me. And what they see about me is something weird that's going on in their body. So then the Siv says, the Baruch Shalom is saying, The Torah is not hiding anything. The Torah is a Torah of life. I created you this way. I want this to be learned deeply. It's a sugi and Torah yisod. I want it to be learned in a tznizdika way, in the right way. I want it with a Rebbe. I want it with a parent. I don't want it on the street. I don't want it in magazines. I don't want it on the internet. But it's a, but, but it's a terrorist, it's a, it's a terrorist chayim. And the second that a kid begins to think that there's a part of his life that the Torah does not address, and not only there's a part of his life, but it's what he recognizes as life itself. Because that's the most important thing to a kid, and he doesn't talk to anybody about it. He's embarrassed. He doesn't know what to do. So from that point on that the kid thinks that there's Torah, and Torah is about animals goring each other and stuff like that and losing something and returning it. And, and what's the, what about the other stuff? The other stuff is called preetzes. Preetzes. It was one of the first words of Lashon Karis that I knew. Preetzes. And I didn't hear it from my father. But from the time that I was in school, I heard preetzes. Everything was preetzes. 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 And the kid will begin to understand that that subject of the body and of what happens with the body and the Indian of Yosef at Sadiq, it's preachers. Nice people don't think about it. Nice people don't talk about it. So they, then what happens to them is the, the boys, where do they go? The girls, not, they, go, they go outside and they go underground. They go into that mysterious world of the chevre, of the friends, of the magazines, of the internet. Because they've got to find out about it. 
they have to find out about it. It's their life. They don't understand anything else about life. They don't get the economy. They don't get, they don't get politics. The one thing they get is what's going on. Something weird is happening. All of a sudden, next to the neighbor's little girl looks different to me. You know, something's going on. And I'm interested in seeing more of that, you know. And that's what they know. I don't care. I don't care if they're, it's from Mayor Sharm or it's from Montana. <clears throat> Every kid in the world gets that. And if he begins to think that there's Tyra, Ad Khan, and then there's preachers. We've lost them. This is what's happening. Rabbi say, this is what's happening. They'll sit on the Gemara Shia, some of them will even be Mitsuyanim. There are many yeshivas that claim that they only have Mitsuyanim. They you, you don't think that only Rechness is allowed to talk about those things, right? <laughs> Whether you're a Mitsuyan or you're not a Mitsuyan, this is what they're thinking about. They could try to forget about it and not think about it, and they could throw themselves into learning. But But if we're going to be silent, we're going to lose them. We're going to lose them, and we're losing them. There's a beautiful boy who I know personally, who last night died. Who died. I was 26, 27 years old, who died. And what did he die from? There are ex- all kinds of explanations. But he was dying for the past 15 years. He just died last, uh, not last night on Shabbos. He died on Shabbos, a beautiful boy. But he's been dying for 15 years. Are you okay? Yeah. Everything all right? Sure. United Learning? Doesn't work for me. How about davening? No. He was dying for 15 years. And, le- and yesterday on Shabbos, he died. At ubeis avich toved. Ubeis avich, because we're going to be blamed, because we're the parents and the grandparents. What? Who else is going to? Who else is going to help them? We can't depend upon the, on the therapists. That's for picking up the pieces and trying to put them together later. They're good people. They're doing a lot. We can't. We can't watch them die. We can't watch them die. Vamartam alayim, as Rabbi Shalom is saying to us, the Nitziv was a very orthodox person. You know that. You ever see the picture of him? They have a picture. He was very religious. Yeah. He was very, very firm with the Tziv. He said, Every Rebbe, every parent. And that was, that was more than a hundred years ago. Allah has come of a come. Ikhvis the Mashiach. Kedusha Malchus. Kedusha Malchus. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking so we'll have things that we could begin to think about ways of communicating with the generation, with our children and our grandchildren, and with ourselves. Of course, I'm going to be malbish always that we're just trying to help others. <laughs> so you don't have to feel threatened coming here, because we're okay. We're all okay. It's just about helping other people. Which Shem will continue next time. Hold on to the page, because we have Rav Cook on the other side. We need that next time. What happened this week? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. My wife managed to get the lady. Looking for an 11-year-old.